Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me as ever is the Greasy to my saint. It's Greg Brown and how's it going, Greg? Yes, good, thank you. Very well. And of course, remember we mentioned the great uh, Jimmy Greaves who passed away this week. There's a lot of people ask us about the theme tune on the podcast and it is, of course, from... The brilliant Satan Greavesy show that, well, certainly I grew up. I don't know if <laughs> you might be too young. To I'm a little bit younger than you, so yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a tune called Aztec Gold, which was the, the theme tune for the Satan Greavesy show. And I think subsequently used for the, the World Cup in 1986 as well, which you're probably Mexico. telling me you're too young to remember as well. You know what I was kicking about then, but in diapers still. <laughs> diapers, indeed. <laughs> uh, so I, what a player Greavesy was, I was just looking at his, his record there, 469 goals and 708 games. It's no bad going, is it? Very good going. Um, pretty much of an English legend, isn't he? Yeah. He's goal scoring and definitely a Spurs legend at that. Yeah, you don't realise until you know some of these guys pass away just the, how much they mean to some of the, the clubs that they played for. But um, he's I didn't realise he was in the it. English World Cup squad. Yeah, um, never played. He got injured, I think. Injured, that's right. Yeah, missed out on a medal. I think that rankled with him um, for the rest of his life, of course. You would hate to have missed out in the World Cup, but um, still a legend um, in lots of people's eyes. So rest in peace, Jimmy. Um, but we'll crack on with this week's podcast. Uh, before we start with, if we look back at last week's, Greg, it wasn't too bad, but of a mixed bag. Um, I'll leave you to talk us through it. Yeah, so it was a mixed bag last weekend. I think um, Aberdeen were disappointed at home to St Johnson. They lost 1-0. And the less said about Celtic for the nap, quite a scandalous result, really, mm. going to Livingston and getting beat 1-0 from a team who's lost the previous five games. Uh, but that said, though, um, Livy cards, Motherwell cards came in. We had Clyde goals. We got a nine to one bet builder in the Dundee Derby and Butcher and Ashcroft double. Yep. And I also mentioned on the on on the channel the, the treble that paid forty to one. So from my aspect, a bit of frustrating to be fair. I've just posted a forty to one treble and didn't assign any points to it. But I do know lots of guys in the channel got on it, which is the main thing, which is really yeah. good. We also spoke about St Martin Corners at Hibs. They got six. I think I said four to nine was a banker for them to get four. Uh, Easter Road last weekend and Celtic to get six corners at Livy was five to six. Um, I, I guess a couple of other things really was the opposing of certain teams. I think we spoke about Hearts being far too short um, at, in, at Ross County. Mm. That proved to be the case. They were five to six to win the match. I think they went off at four to five to win that match and they drew two all. Yep. Falkirk again, far too short at one to two. Yeah. at home to Dumbarton and we'll speak about Dumbarton later on in the podcast what a season they're having and finally I don't like to say I told you so but oh, I'm home to, to Inverness <laughs> I just I just, I just seen, it, seen it come in every man and their dog were backing Inverness at 75 and I understood di- why dial in David Weatherston at this point <laughs> 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 and Dev I think he had Inverness in his um, treble weekend Brian Bovell treble I just felt it was one of those games, there's not much between the sides really in that league. And Inverness had already won five in the spin. They were firm when they did to get some sort of result to stop the rock. And it was a no no bore. But ultimately that probably would have downed many lines. So obviously the podcast is all about trying to pick winners. But I think we also like to try and not educate, but just kind of steer people in the right path around teams to avoid as well. So it was yeah. kind of pleasing to see those three teams we had last week all failing to win. 
<laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's a benefit of listening to the podcast as opposed to just maybe picking up the tips here and there. Uh, there is a lot of good insight from yourself and from our guests, uh, David, last week, and obviously we've had lots of other good guys on the, on the podcast as well. So, yeah, we go again this week. Uh, it's another full card, and when we spoke about it earlier in the week, we thought it's quite a tricky card, but actually once you've delved a wee bit deeper and got under the skin over, there's quite a few bets that you fancy this week, so uh, we'll go through them in due course. We'll kick off on Saturday in the Premiership, and it's Dundee v Rangers. Um, really bad week for Dundee, lost the Derby, Lost last night to St Johnston, which you were at the game, weren't you? Indeed, I was. I almost got hit in the face by a Lee Griffiths um, flare that probably to missed be, my head by about five yards, maybe. To, to, to be fair, it would have been the first time you hit the target this season, had he scalped you in the face. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tough week for Dundee. Just not going well at all. In fact, it's been a, a terrible few weeks for Dundee. Failed to score in the last four. And I think we thought with the introduction of Griffiths added to Killian Sheridan, uh, Jason Cummings, getting fed by McGowan, Charlie Adam. There would have been goals in Dundee, but it just can't seem to find the back of the net at the moment. Um, and it's going to be a tough game against Rangers on Saturday. Yeah, I think they're definitely missing Charlie Adam. I think he's a big blow for them yeah. having missing the last few games. He may very well play tomorrow. Really? I was reading he was out for... Six weeks was it originally? Well, was the original diagnosis? I don't think it's as long as that now. There was chat right. of him possibly be coming back last night. I, I might be wrong, um, but if he's playing tomorrow, that's a huge lift for Dundee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a massive miss for him if he's not. I'll be honest, Dundee didn't play too badly last night. Obviously, they couldn't overcome the current cup winners. Um, I think once we scored our first goal, we kind of do, not dominated the last half an hour, but we're in no danger of losing the match. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, though, Dundee probably were the better side. And it's not from the lack of chances. Xander Clark probably made four or five decent saves in the match. I think Dundee, some better finishing, probably could have got a goal before that. So I don't think Dundee, they are winless, they are bottom of the league, and they are out of the cup. Apart from that. (laughs) Apart from that, they're having a great season. They're not far away. They remind me a bit like St Johnston in a way in which we are probably creating chances in matches, but just failing to score. So they welcome Rangers tomorrow, which I couldn't believe is a three o'clock kickoff. I had to double check that was correct because I don't think Rangers away from home on a Saturday at three o'clock has happened in a long time. No, I don't know when that would have last happened. So in terms of the Sango itself, obviously Rangers very, very short. Dundee low in confidence. Um, I think they've only scored one goal in five. Like you say, they've got Griffiths, they've got Cummings, they've got Sheridan. Just not happening for them at the moment. Looking at the corner counts though, I actually fancied them last night and I backed them last night to get six corners against us, five to four. They've hit 11, 3, 9, 4, 4, 3 and 8 in their matches. At home, they've hit 8, 4, 9 and 11. So they're hitting eight corners a game and they are creating chances. So this is a very easy bet, this one for me. Dundee to get four corners. Dundee over 3.5 corners was 11 to 8, best place for Skybet. But we know what happens to Skybet. They're absolute mutants who will cut the price within about 90 seconds of me mentioning it. However, that said, Bet Victor, uh, best place 6 to 5, and Bet 365 is 11 to 10. Uh, Rangers shipped 5 at Dundee United a few weeks ago, and they lost 6 at St Johnston as well. So I think Dundee to get four corners at home against a Rangers side who, I must admit, are far from impressive this season. Yeah, they're really not far from the best of They're really not. So I think Dundee can definitely get four corners in this match. And I think at odds against is a good place for me to get four. 
Yeah, I guess there's no real case to put up for Dundee winning this one. No, absolutely none. Or getting anything, I suppose. No, if they can get four corners, we'll be happy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at that. Okay, also on Saturday, we've got Hearts v Livingston. Hearts have just had a fantastic start to the season. Probably couldn't have imagined it being as good as it has been. Uh, unbeaten in the league, their only defeat so far has been to Celtic uh, in the League Cup against the Livingston side. <laughs> Massively upset the odds last weekend. Uh, a win over Celtic, 1 0, and that lifted them off the bottom. It has been. It's been a great start to the season for Hearts. 12 points from six games, one point from the top. What I would say, though, is expectation-wise, at Tynecastle, nothing other than three points will do here. Yeah. So this is I'm interesting to see how Hearts cope with that expectation from the, from the home fans, because I know for a fact Hearts fans will be expecting Hearts to win this, without a shadow of a doubt, um, and they'll be disappointed if they don't. And that keeps them up at the top end of the table. Obviously, it's quite tight at the top. Rangers leading the way with 13 points, but it's then very tight in behind mm-hmm. them between, yeah. obviously, um, Hibs and Hearts. Livingston, terrific result last week. And uh, We always know that Celtic struggle there, but given how poor Livia have been this season, to beat Celtic 1-0 was a, a fantastic result. Gets them up the table, may kick off their kick start their season. Mm-hmm. As for Celtic, though, obviously, last weekend, we'll speak about them later. A really shocker of a, a, a result for them. Yeah. In terms of the betting angle here, quite difficult to be fair. Hearts are four to seven. Again, I'm not keen on Hearts at that price. I think it's a bit short, but I can understand why it's so short, given where they are in the league and where Livy are. But I think the best approach for this game is probably looking at Hearts corners. They hit six with Celtic on the opening day. They hit Hibs for eleven um, two weeks ago in the Edinburgh Derby, and they got nine away at Ross County. Mm-hmm. Um, last weekend so definitely capable of hitting some decent numbers hearts I think I've start, said that over the last couple of weeks looking at Livingston they've actually shipped seven or more corners now in four of their six games seven, eight, nine and ten I think Celtic hit them for ten last weekend so fully expecting hearts to kind of dominate this match um, and rack up probably at least six or seven corners okay. um, not keen in the price at the moment it's pretty short for seven but I do think they can hit they can hit six at four to nine, and that's definitely worth doubling up with something. And there's probably another couple of bets later in the podcast that you could double that up with. Okay, yeah, I think we've got quite a few kind of shorter price ones that we like to look off. Did you have a look at cards in this game? No card markets available yet. Now we've absolutely been smashing the card markets recently. Mm-hmm. Doing really well. The app landed last night in the Dundee Derby. With four corners, sorry, four cards there at eleven to ten. So I think between cards and corners and the Premiership has been fantastic. We're just waiting on markets coming out. Um, and obviously the bookies has been very, very slow on placing these. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll come back to that Hearts one because I think we'll probably double that up with something later on in the podcast. Um, OK, also on Saturday, we've got Motherwell v Ross County. Um, Motherwell absolutely flying at the moment. On the back of three wins, they went to Ibrox and got a good draw there as well, which is taking them up into, is it fourth in the table they're sitting now at the moment? Um, up against the Ross County side, who still haven't won and probably will feel quite aggrieved the fact that they've not won a game yet this season. Looking at Ross County's fixtures, you have to feel for them. Mm-hmm. They've played Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, St. Johnson. Yeah. There's a top six. They've played pretty much every team in the top six. In fact, yeah. that they have won other than Hearts, obviously, last season. But a very, very tough start. Um, we're probably still waiting to find out or understand what to expect from Ross County. Mm-hmm. But that 2-2 draw last weekend probably shows you something, that there are going to be no pushovers anyway. Yeah. And this is a match in which, OK, Motherwell are quite short at 7-10. to 10. 
and I, I get why they're that short. But there's definitely a, nothing stopping Ross County going there and getting a result. I, I wouldn't be backing it, but it's one of those matches where Motherwell are strongly fancied, and this is typical Motherwell. I would not be surprised to see Motherwell sl- slip up here mm-hmm. and Ross County grab a draw or, or sneak a win. I do, I do think a 7-10 to 10 on Motherwell is quite short, but that said, they have had a fantastic month or so. Motherwell, three wins, a draw, 10 points from 12. Now, I think I, ups- I upset some Motherwell fans on Twitter yesterday uh, by calling them hatchet men. And I'll stand by that. They've had 20 bookings in six matches, right? So I'm not disputing their footballing abilities, but they do like a booking. And 20 in six games is is, is pretty high. So they've hit two or more bookings now in five or six games. Ross County have hit two or more bookings in five of their six games this season. So I think there's definitely a cards angle here uh, from both sides. And that's something I'll share on the channel once we get markets. Yeah, no prices out for that one yet either. No, there's no car markets out anywhere really at all, other than the Ab- the Aberdeen St Mirren match on Sunday. I think that's because it's a TV match. They've got those prices out early. Very nicely done, Greg. That's our next game that we're going to look at. Yeah, hey, good. People, people <laughs> think we just make this shit up, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on Sunday we've got three games in the Premiership. Uh, the St Mirren v Aberdeen is a live game, uh, and. A, as you say, cards markets have already been priced up. You're already looking at some of the, the players that are involved in this one. Yeah, there's no match cards yet, which is a bit annoying. But mm. having looked through the player cards, usual suspects: Alan Power seven to four, yeah, Lewis Ferguson fifteen to eight, yeah, Scott Brown fifteen to eight, yeah. A player that I do like the look of at a big price. I think it's Curtis Main. Said nobody ever. Exactly. Uh, for a card, you mean? For a card, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis Main was at Aberdeen last season. Um, so playing against his former employers, I think four to one. He plays up front. He's, I wouldn't say he's a dirty player, but oh, he does he's like physical look. enough. Yeah, he's built like a tank. He's built like a rugby player, actually. I don't know what he's been doing in the summer, but he's obviously been, been battering the steroids in the in the gym. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> he's um, I wouldn't say like it's to leave the elbow in, but I think he could be a good candidate for a card here. If he starts, I don't think he started last weekend at Hibs, so I'm interested to see um, what the St Mirren's starting line- lineup is. In terms of corner markets, St Mirren are 13-10 to 10 to get six. Aberdeen are 13-10 to 10 to get six. Quite high lines, to be fair. Um, I'm going to wait, though, to see what the match cards are going to be. I think if we can get a three or f- probably three or four in this match, could make a, a decent single at four or a decent bet builder with corners on mm-hmm. uh, three or more. So I'll be sharing that on the channel once markets are out. It's going to be a game that's going to make your eyes bleed though, isn't it? Two games that oh, yeah. can't, can't win. Both, Aberdeen have been a disgrace. in seven games. Yeah. Seven games that I went for Aberdeen, and I've been yeah. quite critical of them, and I'll be critical of them again. They were absolutely terrible last weekend. Xander Clark had a white goalkeeping top on, white goalkeeping <laughs> shorts and socks, and he left the pitch like he hadn't been playing. Uh, I don't think they had a shot and goal Aberdeen last weekend. Tell you what, by the way, that the, the jury's out on Stephen Glass now for me. Yeah, uh, He needs to get a result soon. The honeymoon period's over. It's all kicked off in that Wraith Rovers Cup defeat. Knocked out of Europe and they've picked up one point against Ross County, Motherwell and St Johnson. Mm. Which for me, given the money they've spent in that squad this season, simply isn't good enough. I think that's the thing. Pre-season, it looked as if he'd done some really good work in the transfer window. 
he he kicked off season really well, mm-hmm. really really well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the honeymoon period is definitely over. Mm-hmm. Surprised to see Scott Brown in the managerial position there. Things carry on the way they are. Well, defeat defeat Saturday. Would just if be... they lost on Saturday, yeah. um, Sunday, sorry, I think you'd expect the vast majority of Aberdeen fans definitely um, pitching up with a pitchfork at Pataudry. Mm-hmm. I think at the moment, quite a lot of Aberdeen fans are already like that. And there was quite question marks over his appointment anyway. And I must admit, I was surprised by his appointment, to be fair. But not going well for Aberdeen, so really intrigued to see how this match goes. But Aberdeen definitely did the result in this match. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have thought Aberdeen would be, what, 31 to 20 to go and win at St Mirren at this stage of the season. Um, especially if you you were to tell me that St Mirren were winless in the, their last seven as well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, both teams really need a result here, so... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it finished all square, uh, both teams taking a point. Okay, we've already touched on Celtic, they host and United on Sunday. Uh, someone quoted a, a stat to me earlier in the week to say that last season, Celtic actually only lost five league games, despite being absolutely chronic. And this season, they've lost three already in their first six. And yeah, it's interesting times at Celtic Park. It really is. They kind of had a little purple patch, didn't they? Things were going well, scoring goals, yeah. around the matches where they were scoring goals and looking decent at home. Mm-hmm. But they then obviously lost after taking a 2-0 lead in Seville last weekend against Betis. They've obviously lost at Livingston. Um, I don't think they were that convincing at home to Ross County, to be fair, no. in that match. But they're back at home against Dungeon United. A Dungeon United team who will be delighted with their start to the season. Absolutely delighted. Not yeah, pretty to watch. That, that derby win puts a completely different spin on things for them, doesn't it? Yeah, it's such a tight league. Three points can move you up three or four places or down three or four places if, if you lose. And 1 0, I think we said two or three weeks ago, is the key for Dundee United. They're not going to score many goals. I wouldn't say they're great to watch, but they're getting the job done and they're sneaking 1 0 wins. So as long as they're winning matches, I don't think Dundee United fans will care. They're pushing up the table. I don't think they'll cause Celtic too many problems on Sunday. I think this is probably a perfect game for Celtic at home yeah. to score a couple of goals, hopefully, and get back to winning ways. But to be fair, there's, they have to. They absolutely yeah. have to get back to winning ways. So quite a bit of pressure on Celtic here to get the win and to, to win well, yeah. especially um, in front of a home crowd who'll be expecting them to, to probably win this quite comfortably mm-hmm. but it will one, be a tough game but I think they will do the job quite easily The one thing Celtic have been consistent with though this season is corners and we've tapped into that on a number of occasions uh, they're averaging 11 corners at home uh, if you throw in the Hearts game which they won 14-1 I think it was in the corner count um, they can be fairly reliable to dominate games at Celtic Park and, and win corners they've also just conceded three corners in three games so I quite like to look at the, the Celtic handicap. handicap in this one. Well, your handicap landed against Ross County, didn't it? Was it yeah. minus six you had? Uh, yeah, minus six or minus Last weekend, the Super Nap, and I would never condone an 8-13 to 13 Super Nap. However, Celtic were 8-13 to 13 in the race to five corners market last weekend against mm-hmm. Livy, which, in hindsight, you're thinking, wow, that should just be a lump a lump sum on that and I think they hit 10 and I think the score obviously helped that bet yeah they were chasing go, the game go, yeah going 1-0 down but like you say Celtic have been terrific for corners at home and probably gives us an opportunity here they're only 1-2 to, to get 7 corners they're 5-6 to, to get 8 
I'm not overly keen on hitting those big numbers. Mm-hmm. But what I'm happy to take, though, is Celtic and a bet builder, which is Celtic to win the match, over 1.5 Celtic goals, and Celtic over 6.5 corners, and that pays 23 to 20. The first two of that bet builder, I think, should win quite comfortably. A 2 0 or 3 0 win for me at home. Um, but launching the corners here, it pays 23 to 20 on the bet thesis five bet builder. Yeah, I quite like the look of the, the corner handicap again. Um, minus five Celtic are five to four, or you can have them on the Asian uh, line at minus four and a half. Uh, at 1.850, which gives you that wee bit of assurance that if they do just uh, win five more corners in the D United year, at least getting their money back. So, I think yeah, United are 8 to 13 to get three corners, 8 to 5 to get four. But I wouldn't see United are hitting that many corners in their matches, so no. I wouldn't and be also, surprised to see them hit one or two. As I say, Celtic aren't conceding many yeah. either as well. So, yeah, okay, so there's a couple of angles there in that Celtic match. Last but not least in the Premiership this week is Hibernian v St Johnston. Are you going to this one? I would have been had it been tomorrow, but because Hibs are playing tonight in the Premier Sports Cup, the buggers have shifted it to Sunday and I can't make it now, so I'm a bit disappointed. And we said last week Hibs just generally can't be trusted, but they're 5-6 <laughs> here against the St Johnston side who have now won two in the bounce. They're in another Cup semi-final. I think if you just convinced St Johnson that every game was a cup match, would be league winners. Top of league. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your take on this one? My take is Hibs are too short. I think we've got a terrific record against Hibs. I think we pretty much owned Hibs last season. Beat them in the Cup Scottish Cup final. Beat them 3-0 in the League Cup semi-final. Beat them 1-0 in Perth. Beat them 1-0 at Easter Road. In fact, we've won the last four matches between the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm beating five. Got a really good record at Easter Road. I've just beaten Aberdeen 1-0, beaten Dundee 2-0 last night, performed well against Rangers, despite the loss of Ali McCann and Jason Kerr, got a pretty strong squad. So I'm not suggesting that we'll go to Easter Road and win the match, but I do think we'll give Hibs a good game. And I just think for me, Hibs are a bit short at 5-6 to six to win this match, especially given what I've just said. In terms of an angle, though, I think there's a couple of decent angles here. Uh, both sides rack up some pretty decent corner counts. Um, Hibs, especially at home, I think Hibs hit 11 against Ross County. They've hit 8 against Mirren. And in this match, Hibs have scored two or more goals this season in five of their six matches, which is pretty impressive. I think Jack Ross will be pretty pissed off, actually. They, they dropped points last weekend against Mirren especially losing a late goal. That seems to be a real Achilles heel for Hibs at home over the last couple of seasons, is losing late goals to teams who you probably expect Hibs to beat. So they drew two all against St Mirren and they drew two all at Den. So obviously it's been a great start to the season for Hibs, but they'll probably feel a bit annoyed and frustrated given the points that both Celtic and Rangers have dropped. They could have seen themselves probably a couple of points better off. But in terms of this match, in terms of the angle itself, I'm going to take over two goals, and sorry, over 1.5 match goals and over 4.5 hips corners at 21 to 20. I don't see there being any less than two goals in this game and hips can definitely rack up at least um, five corners here. That's on a bet builder, a bet 365, I guess. Yeah. Like we said, it's a really tough card this weekend and that's probably why we're still waiting. We have to wait until cards and corner markets are coming out. I think when we looked on Sunday, when we spoke earlier in the week, there just wasn't anything jumping out. 
So we've had to go for the bet border route this week and maybe some short price doubles to, to come in too. Okay. Uh, there's a few further down the leagues that we quite like to look over as well. So let's have a wee look at the championship. Um, quite an intriguing match at Broth, who are 5 to 2 at home to Kilmarnock. Broth uh, up in the third in the table, having won four, drawn one, and lost one. <clears throat> and they've had two really good wins um, at home, a 4 0 win over Hamilton, a 3 1 win v Thistle, and it's not a game that Kilmarnock will be looking forward to. No, definitely not. I think Kilmarnock's games this season have been very, very tight, as we, as we keep saying, 1 0s and 2 0s. They have kept five clean sheets, though, to be fair, Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. But let's take a moment to appreciate Dick Campbell. Or should I say, third Dick Campbell. <laughs> um, yeah, 3-1 against Partick Thistle. They went to Nofremen won 3-0. They hammered Hamilton 4-0. And they went to Queen of the South. Again, not, not an easy place to go. And they won 2-0. 12 points in the last 12 points available. And they scored 12 goals. Uh, this match has been played tonight. Tonight? No, tomorrow night, sorry. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. I'm losing track of what day it is. <laughs> um, very tough game for Kilmarnock. I think it'll be a very tight game. Like I say, Kilmarnock don't concede many goals. I don't think Kilmarnock have been that impressive, but they were impressive to win 2-0 at Partick last week. I think this could be a scabby 1-0 to Kilmarnock, possibly. But you definitely couldn't back against Arbroath the way they're playing. I just it's thought, a part-time seed as well. It's just incredible what they're yeah, doing at Arbroath. I just thought 5-2 Arbroath might tempt a few people in at that price. Not for me. They're playing a good Kilmarnock team. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't be taking our both at five to two. Uh, and that's no disrespect to our both. I just think they're playing a team that hasn't shipped a goal in five matches, and they've also won their last four. So, um, yeah, they might cancel each other out. I've had to pick a winner here. I'd edge towards Kilmarnock, but nineteen to twenty is a little bit short, I think, for against a team who are doing so well. Okay, that one's live on BBC Scotland and BBC iPlayer and BBC website uh, 7.45 on Friday if anyone's interested in tuning in. Uh, okay, an intriguing one again at Dunfermline East End Park. They host Hamilton Ackies and two teams who probably disappointed, <coughs> disappointed, surprised to find themselves bottom half of the table. Well, yes, yeah, bottom of the table class, isn't it? Dunfermline have had a shocker um, in the league this season. So please bear with me here because there's no logic data stat-wise to back my selection here. But yeah, Dunfermline, they've lost, what, five, four of the last five. They did stop the rock last weekend against Inverness. I think they'll just be pleased to, to get a point on the board, to be fair. Um, after a really promising start in the League Cup, where they were scoring goals, four v Thistle, five v Dumbarton, four v Stenny. But in the league, though, they've only scored one goal in their last five league games which is pretty shocking given the players they've got. They've got Whiting, Todorov, O'Hara, Dorans, Dow. There's goals in that team. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's just not been happening. They're playing a Hamilton team who are sitting second bottom, who I think we did say at the start of the season we'd expect to struggle. It's a really young Hamilton team. They've shipped two or more goals now in four of their six matches. Um, four, one, two, one, four and two. So haven't kept the clean sheet yet, Hamilton. Um, Looking at the markets for this game, could this be the match that keeps Peter Grant in a job? Or could this be the match where Peter Grant and Dunfermline part ways? If Dunfermline lose this, there's absolutely no chance Peter Grant will be there Monday. No chance. Yeah, I don't so think Dunfermline fans are, I think Dunfermline fans are annoying enough as it, as it is, but this is a match in which they're at home, they're playing a team who are also struggling. Dunfermline fans will be expecting to get a result here. Mm-hmm. Especially with the squad they've got. They've got a good squad on Fairman. 
definitely the biggest achievement. Yeah, it really is. So the angle here, I did look at over two and two and a half match goals on the Asian line. So that would be half stakes back if there was two goals scored. And obviously nine to ten if there's three goals scored. If there's going to be three goals scored in this match, you'd have to expect Dunfermline would be bringing in some of those goals. So with that in mind, I'm going to back Dunfermline here at 6-4 to four to score two or more goals. Okay. <laughs> it's probably, I'm probably the only person in British football, world football, universal football, who's going to tip this. So I'll probably have egg in my face at quarter to five on Saturday. But I just feel in terms of the lineup of the match, the goals that Hamilton are conceding so far, and the fact that Dunfermline do have a decent team, and they do have goals in that team. Yeah, and they, um, they were scoring goals early in the season. Yeah, they were. And so I think, obviously, last weekend's a good... That's a good point for them last week. Yeah. It's important they didn't lose last week, but this is a match they have to win. They're at home, and I just feel they can score two goals here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is just... It's about timing, and it's about finding the right time to start backing a team. Um, you know, I think Dunfermline have to turn the corner at some point um, and a home game against Hamilton as you say who are struggling themselves is, is as good an opportunity as any you could take the win at 13-10 to 10, but I think the 6-4 to 4 mm. on the Fairman goals looks good ok anything else catching your eye in the championship not really in Saturday no I think Ayr are at home to Morton I was to pick one there and go for Ayr I think Jim Duffy's done a good job actually since he's taken over from Hopkins some decent results there um, either even money Morton don't travel well so mm-hmm. but that's a tentative home win and on Sunday Wraith Rovers host Partick Thistle which will be quite an intriguing match as well um, the kind of wheels have fallen off the Thistle train at the moment in terms of they've lost three of the last four they have conceded two or more goals now in four of the last six and away from home they've lost three one at Arbroath and three one at Inverness so on the road and at home, to be fair, conceding far too many goals. They lost 2-0 at home to Kelly last weekend. But that said, they do score goals. They, they, they scored in five or six games so far this season in, in, in the league. Um, Wraith Rovers at home, not been that many goals, to be fair, in Wraith Rovers matches. Mm. I think three of the last four have been 1-0. So I may look at goals in this match just on the basis that Thistle don't defend well, conceding lots of goals, but are a threat going forward. So I'll have a look at possibly over 2.5 goals in this match and I'll post that on the channel if I decide to go with that. Yeah, as you say, that's on Sunday. I was trying to figure out why it's on Sunday, but of course, Wraith Rovers are playing Celtic tonight in the Scottish League Cup. Yeah. So that game has been moved to Thursday. Okay, on to League One. Um, We'll start off at Cove against Airdrie and this looks like it could be quite a good game. Nothing between the sides. Both of them on 11 points, having won three, drawn two and lost two. Um, it's noticeable. I mean, we always touch say that Cove Rangers do their best work at home, but Airdrie are, are unbeaten away. Um, so this should be quite an interesting clash. Definitely. It's not a match I could touch in terms of teams to win. I don't like betting against Airdrie. Yeah, they got another great result last weekend. They are not good on the form, actually. They beat Peterhead 3-2. They got a good number draw against Queen's Park. They beat Alloa 2-1 and they won 3-0 last weekend. So definitely got goals in that team, Airdrie. Cove, as we know, have got goals in their team as well. They won the 1-0 last week at Peterhead. I think we're a goal short last weekend. Rory McAllister penalty got them the three points there. But there are usually goals at home up at Cove. Um, I think for me, this one, probably best left alone. Did look at over 2.5 goals in the match. And that pays 17-20. to 20. 
So very close to going with that, but I think I'm just going to leave this match alone. Okay. But we do need to speak about Dumbarton. Well, I think... Um, Phenomenal. I said Dumbarton would be finishing bottom of the league. They'd be hopeless, they'd be rubbish. Yeah, yeah. what do you know? Eh? What do I know? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> They're absolutely flying. <laughs> Some of the results though as well, they've gone to Montrose and at that, that point... When Trolls were flying, they've yeah. won two one at Montrose. Yeah. They then battered his five five now at home. Mm-hmm. They then got the Falkirk last weekend and won two one. Yeah. So they're sitting what a third top, thirteen points. Yeah, I mean these are no fluke results, you know, maybe no. one of them, but you know, not not three results like that when they bounce. That's really good for them. So they are eleven to eight to win on Saturday. I'm sure they probably will. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no better for not, me though. You're not going to jinx them though. No, no, not at all. I'll just keep slating them and they'll keep winning matches. Yeah, again, Aloha on the other side who we reckon will be doing their best work at home. They've they've lost the Airdrie Clyde and Peter Head already this season, so that kind of sways me even more towards them Barton winning um, at a fairly decent 11-8 on Saturday. Yeah, it's a decent price. Like we say, I've been quite strong on Aloha's away performances in terms of their best work is done at home. So it's probably a match to avoid to be fair There's plenty of other stuff to get involved in this weekend Okay, speaking about anything else in week one Yeah, I think Queen's Park at 1-2 to two Is mm-hmm. probably a fair price at home to Peterhead I don't think it'll be a spectacular game Queen's Park not scoring that many goals They'll be disappointed to have dropped points again Last weekend at uh, David Goodwilly <laughs> um, A.K.A. Clyde Which we'll touch upon in a second But yeah, I think Queen's Park will be a very popular Acker add on for, for the weekend. Yeah, interesting. Queen's Park obviously top of the table, unbeaten seven, but four draws in there. Yeah, it's been very tight, to be fair, in this league. Very, very tight. They've had some tough games, to be fair, Queen's Park, but this is a game you'd fully expect them to, to go and win. And they're playing their home games at Fur Hill. I think they've done okay there so far, Queen's Park. So it looks like a comfortable 1 0 or 2 0 home win for me. Okay. And in terms of Montrose, Falkirk, uh-huh. simply a no bet. Um, two teams I wouldn't say out of form obviously Falkirk are massively out of form and Montrose probably not in the heights out of form, I think Falkirk yeah they're really struggling Falkirk they're really struggling I, I wouldn't touch this match at all yeah and speaking of David Goodwill earlier it's now I think you were saying eight goals in the last five for the striker absolute machine he's yeah. now got three brace, four braces in his last five matches it's unbelievable how many goals he's scoring for, for Clyde. I think he scored almost all of Clyde's goals this season. <laughs> Single, single-handedly keeping them in the league. Yeah, the problem yeah. Clyde have got is they, they can't defend. Don't keep many clean sheets. All seven league games have seen over 2.5 goals. Mm-hmm. But they have scored two or more goals, though. Or David Goodwill has scored two or more goals <laughs> in five of their seven league games, which is pretty good going. I haven't kept the clean sheet yet. I've seen both teams to score in five of the last seven I think he's five will be delighted to be back at home after a couple of horror shows on the roads lost five notes in Barton and they were easily disposed of 3-0 at Airdrie yeah. but they're back in home soil I think five of their six games have seen over 2.5 goals he's five so I think this is set up quite nicely given how many goals Clyde scored and concede and with East five being back at home I think over 2.5 goals here looks pretty solid at 4-5 yeah, they're the two teams I think their matches have seen the most goals in the league so far. Clyde has seen 25 goals, East Fife has seen 26. So, yeah, goals makes a lot of sense there. Uh, so, it's what, over two and a half goals, four to five? Yep. And that's one. Okay. 
And that takes us to our um, beloved, shall we say, League Two, which we've rarely touched this season <laughs> at all. Um, and the one that caught my eye was seeing Stirling Albion at one to two at home to Cowdenbeath. Now, outside Kelty Hearts, I don't think anyone should be as short as one to two in this division. I think my favourite quote of the podcast this season has been, has been I can't be having that. <laughs> and that goes for this match as well. Stirling have started the season very well. But to your point, can't be having a team outside of Kelty at one to two. Mm. What it does do though is Cowden Beath have scored in six of their seven league games and they're four to seven to score on Saturday, which I think is a massive place. I don't think any team should be four to seven to score in this league. Yeah. Cowden Beath are playing still in Albion, they're not playing St Johnson. So <laughs> um, I think it's a very big place, four to seven. And again, there's lots of little snippets in the podcast so far in terms of probably creating a, a nice little double or a treble. So Hearts corner, Hearts corners, Celtic corners, um, cars also as well, and and this one at four to seven. I do think still and Albion are a good team, and I do think they'll probably go on and win this match. But four to seven for Cowdenbeath to score when they've got Liam McCann in, in their team, and they have scored in six or seven games. I think the only match they feel to score in was a two 0 defeat at Kelty at the start of the season. I think they performed pretty well there. So they are struggling in the week out in Beath, but they can definitely score a goal here. Goals in them. Uh, the team that's keeping pace with Kelty is Annan. Now they're at home to Edinburgh City. Uh, Annan are actually a forum team in the league, if you look at it, from the last six games. Of, you jinxed uh, them, didn't you? You jinxed them. Did I? Was that last <laughs> week or the week before? Against Dennis Muir, yeah. Like, oh, so I did, yeah. Against <laughs> Dennis Muir. Bottom of the table, yeah. So, yeah, you can thank me for that. Uh, 65 at home to Edinburgh, Greg? I must admit, I'm not too close to how Edinburgh are getting on. I'm still trying to suss them out. Mm-hmm. They've not a great start to the season at Edinburgh City. And again, it's, it's a match which, again, another podcast favourite would be no, no result here would surprise us. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a perfect example of this game. But Kelty at home to Stranraer, 1-3. to three. You need to probably go minus one. Maybe scoring both halves is an option as well for this match. And the only other match that stands out possibly is goals at four for the Albion Rovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's quite short though. I'm surprised to see they've gone qu- quite short in goals in this league at the moment. 7 to 10 for over 2.5. Had this been a little bit bigger, I may have gone for in this match over 2.5 goals. Okay, anything else we're missing over Scotland or is that well, it's pretty much covered everything? No, I think it's been a pretty thorough review of each league. I think we're still waiting card markets coming out yeah. in the Premiership. I guess what I'd like to add, we've now got the turn of Serie B, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, we've got a couple of winners during the week. Um, at the moment, most of the kickoffs are kicking off around five games a time. So we'll, you five games midweek or five games on a Saturday or Sunday. I would back all of them every week over 1.5 goals. It landed again on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, sorry, at 7-2. I think I've landed that now three times this season already. We're only yeah. in match day five. So it's a, it's a bet to continue betting along with the goal in the first 10 minutes and the goal in the first half an hour. Definitely a market worth well, keeping an eye, an eye on. But definitely goals in this league in Serie B and mm-hmm. lots of corners too. So it's going to be a... A league I'll probably focus quite a lot on. And I think last season for us, we we made a fortune last season in the Serie B. So it's the same again this season. That bet that you do, you like to do that in a few other leagues as well, don't you? Yeah, wherever it's, wherever it's available, to be fair. I think Norway's one that we've highlighted mm. at five o'clock on a Sunday. 
on a Sunday also in Europe, you've usually got at least seven or eight games kicking off at two o'clock. And that tends to be four French League One matches, at least one English Premiership match, and at least a couple of Serie A matches. So again, every weekend, I'll always do those games for 1.5 goals, and I'll do early goals as well in those matches. Yeah. It's always worthwhile doing. Okay, though, can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for the weekend? Yeah, so starting off on Saturday, Dundee at home to Rangers, and I'm taking Dundee to get four corners at a best price 6-5 to five with Bet Victor. We've spoken about Hearts, probably best price to get four to get, to get six corners is 4-9, to nine, and that's worth adding to an accumulator or to a double. Waiting on corner markets, sorry, card markets at Ross County v Motherwell on Saturday also. And moving into Sunday, we've got card markets that I'll post later on in the channel once we get card markets at St Min v Aberdeen. Celtic v Dungeon United, I've got a bet builder. So taking Celtic to win that match, score two goals and Celtic to hit seven corners. And that pays 23 to 20 with bet 365. And finally, in Sunday in Scotland, I'm taking, in the Premiership, sorry, I'm taking Hibsby St Johnston over 1.5 match goals. And Hibs to hit over 4.5 match corners, and that pays 21 to 20. Again, I think that was a really strong shout as well. Yeah. Moving into the championship, uh, I've gone for a, an orthodox um, Dunfermline v Hamilton. <laughs> Dunfermline to get over 1.5 match goals at 6 to 4, and also eyeing up goals at Wraith Rovers v Patrick Thistle on the Sunday, and that's something I'll share on the channel. And finally, in the League One, I'm going for over 2.5 match goals at East Fife versus Clyde, and that pays four to five. Good stuff. Okay, now don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And of course, if you want more tips like these, then join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. And that's us for this week's edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yeah, thank you and good luck. Good luck.